You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Tuesday morning, April 18th. A few things to go over today. Uh, three bets for baseball. We go two and one yesterday. Good day. Uh, the dog wins in the New York Mets. And uh, two and one is the total yesterday. Good to get back to winning way. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers also get it done. And the Blue Jays lose to the Astros 9-2. They got blown up in the first inning. So that's that. Seven runs in the first inning. And good night. So three bats in the MLB today. No golf this week. We're not going to do the uh, Zurich Classic, which is a team format style tournament. We're going to take the week off from golf. I, You know, I've been working on the final, the new uh, model as well. So I think it's best for all if we, we just take a one-week break and we come back next week ready to roll. Um, the model, though, I'm very excited to announce is basically done. And I say basically because I want to add a little color coding and... Um, do a little like conditioning so that it's you know green is higher ranks, red is lower ranks, but it's pretty much done, and I'm really excited about. It. I think it came out really good, and I think it's going to be much more impactful and much more important to look at and and helpful. Um. So just a quick summary of what I did. I think I, I talked about this before. But it's not all that much different than what I had before. Than what I was using. It's essentially, again, we're weighting averages. We're looking at the average round for the field. What does that look like? And then distributing. We're looking at that over the field saying how much better or worse than field average are you, right? And so we've got two different categories to look at. We still have the last five tournaments trend where they finish. We still have that. We'll still have the last four years tournament history. So going back four years, how do they do at this tournament? We'll still have the weighted the weighted section, right, where we weighed in last year, this year. But we've added a new wrinkle to that, which is last 20 rounds. So I wanted to capture the last 20 rounds a little 
bit better. Because what I feel like that was happening was on the old model, there's a section for adjusting. Um, there was a section for adjusting against your baseline, adjusting, you know, strokes gained adjusted against your baseline. We used to call it. And what I realized is that's great, but I don't know where it comes from, right? Does it come off the tee? Does it come from approach? Where is it coming from? So using the last 20 rounds data will be very helpful and we'll, you know, we'll go ahead and weight that in to 22 and 23 numbers. Um, that's where I'm really studying right now and going back through tournaments and kind of back testing this to say, okay, what's the right mix here of, you know, recency versus old, old dated 2022. I mean, it feels like forever ago. Or 2023 data this year. So I'm still working on finding like the right balance of mix of that. Uh, but that I will have that sorted out before. Before the first tournament. And, uh, you know, the reason why I say it's it's pretty much done besides some formatting, it's little things like that. You know, I've got all the data in here. I've got it sorted. I've got it imported into the right places. I've got it looking up the right things. So it's a, it's a working model at this point. It's just some of the some of the details of the workings need to be sorted out still. And then this is the whole new section, um, a whole entire section that's brand new. And what I found is that when I'm looking at this stuff, I often want to know, like we talk a lot about course fit and Right, who's good at this type of course? You got to drive the ball really far. The rough is, you know, the fairways are wide. The rough isn't that bad. It's all about hitting the ball far. Blah blah blah. Right, we talk about that stuff all the time. And what I found is that I can't. In the old model, I couldn't see who we should be talking about. Right, I would have an idea just based on manual looking at the numbers. But I had no idea. So the new section is basically a, a mix of whatever I pick it to be. Let me say that in a better way. That sounded stupid. I'm sorry. I'm still learning how to uh, communicate what I've, what I've done here. So, it's broken into two categories, and this will make more sense when you see it, I think. So the whole model is broken into two. One side is the weighted averages, right? We just talked about it, that whole side. The other side is last 36 rounds under these course conditions. That's a good way to say it. Now, what I've done on both sides of this, so there's eight categories total, and eight categories get looked at between the two sides of the model, if you will. Strokes gained off the tee, approach, around the green, putting. And then there are four miscellaneous stats that I will pick every week. And this is what I talk about the flexibility. So this is looking at, okay, let's run a separate model, which I've done, and say, okay, 
Oh, I shouldn't say I've run it. I've used, I've done, I've pulled in data from other places and then analyzed it. So I've pulled in a couple sources and, and crunched that number, those numbers. And I'm able to figure this out. But anyway, let's figure out what four stats do I really want to know about here. And so I can tell you for next week, for the Mexico Open, this will be the Mexico Open, the things that are really important, it's a bomber's course, it's really long, um, and the ball doesn't roll very much, so carry distance is one that you want to see. The rough isn't bad, so hit the ball far, and then approach it close. So carry distance is one of those stats for next week for the Mexico Open. Uh, Par 5, birdie or better, of course, that's usually an important one, but that's going to be on here Um, and on and on. But it allows me flexibility to say, okay, for whatever week we're talking about, if I need to change those four stats, is it easy? And yes, it's very easy. I have a master sheet on the other page. It's basically just in charge of these four stats so I can punch in the four that I want refresh the the numbers that feed into that and it will pull exactly what I'm looking for and that is really cool so the whole purpose of doing this is to be able to give myself more flexibility and it be able to adapt to different courses a lot better That's really where I felt like I had, you know, the opportunity here was I couldn't quite quantify or put a number on what I was talking about, what I was looking at. Uh, The other interesting thing here is uh, everything is now ranked. It's no longer just random strokes gain numbers. It's all ranked. To the field, which is really cool. Uh, outside of the recent form that we used to use, that's ranked to all the golfers I have access to. But for the main, like, strokes gain sections, everything is ranked to the field. So every week it will be ranked to the individual field that we have playing. Right, and that's really important. I didn't plan to talk about that too much but you can understand why that's really important especially when you have these weeks where some weeks the field is incredible and there's a designated designated event and everybody like is playing in it and then there's other weeks where nobody's playing like I'm guessing the Mexico Open might be next week. Nobody's playing. Well, how do you compare a guy that plays against nobodies all the time and then plays against somebody really good? You kind of have to account for that. And by ranking just the field on that particular week, it really helps compare compare the two. So every number on here is a is a ranked number. So 1 through 140, whatever it is, each week. And that is basically, 
wasn't really planning to talk about this today. But that is basically what we're doing. Um, a lot of this stuff, a lot of the numbers are pretty complicated in the way that I did this. Um, I also, ooh, here's a cool part. Up at the top above the, you know, the, the last 36 weighted course and comparable course stats. I had it a little note section so that I can write in what I want to do. And I basically gave this a rating of 0 to 100% to say, okay, how heavy should the course the, the course stats weigh in? So like from Mexico, here we go. From Mexico Open, I did... Like Summit Hill, TPC, Twin Cities, Deer Run, Craig Ranch, Congaree. Look, the thirty last 36 rounds for the field at any of those courses. And there's a couple other um, elements in there too. But I added a note section so that I could fill in, okay, this is roughly what I'm, what I'm looking at. And here's how heavy I'm weighting this in. So, um... Anyway, I'm really excited about this. I think this is going to be super, super cool and super useful, and it might give us some other talking points to kind of go over and, and look at. So I'm very excited and appreciate everybody's patience and time with this. I think I think everyone's going to enjoy this very much. The only issue is going to be, am I going to be able to fit this in a picture without it being just way too small? Uh, let's see. I can fit 40 players if I zoom out a little bit, and I think it looks okay. Well, I'll throw it out there, though. If If you've been listening to Wake Up and Wager for a little while, or maybe you're new, but uh, you enjoy the golf information and maybe you go on Twitter or go on steadypicks.com to, to, to seek out the screenshot that I take. Let me know if, if you think they're ever too small because I suspect this will be a very small one. And what I'd really like to do is just find a way to get this imported onto the website. But that, you know, we talked about that. It seems to be giving us trouble on how to do that because uh, this is pretty darn small to be looking at as a picture, trying to like read across the, the lines, if you will. So um, I'm not so sure that's going to be the way to wait to do it. I also love, I'll just say this. I didn't actually do this yet, but this is my favorite part. is I love to freeze rows and columns. Isn't that just like that way when you scroll down, right? Like it doesn't move everything. So you can keep like, you know, the player's name in, in shot while you scroll to the side. I don't know. That is that lame. I'm sorry. It might be really lame, but, uh, anyway, thank you so much. Um, 
for all the support and over on Twitter at SteadyPicks underscore Tom. That's where you can find me. And, uh, you know, DMs are always open. I tell everyone all the time, DMs are always, always open. If you ever need anything or anything I can do, you know I will help you. So just know that. Thank you. Over in baseball, let's talk about baseball for a moment. Um, like I said, 2-1 and one yesterday. If I check the old... So we should check the how we doing for the season. We are um, up two point six, almost two point seven, basically two point seven, two point six nine eight, two point seven units on the the year. We are um, getting some closing line value, although not great, like one percent, which is. Better than nothing, but, you know, it's got to be better. Which I actually don't know if how much I... So that's on that stamp. Um, but I, I don't like the way it calculates it because, you know, there's some games or there's some games where we crush the closing line. Last night with the Mets, we bet Mets, min, um, excuse me, the Mets plus 140. All the way down to plus 115 last night. It's crazy. Uh, Brewers stayed about where we got them. Toronto stayed about where we got them. But we've had some really, really big. So I don't understand how that's not a winning closing line value night for us. The, the Cubs the other night, plus 150 down to plus 130. This is all the stuff that's really, really important. So you got to keep an eye on this. Um but, yeah, I don't quite understand why. I mean, I do understand. I know how they're calculating it, but I just don't like it. I don't like it. But I guess we got to be better and beat the beat the line a little bit easier. Three bets for today in the MLB. Full slate of games. I think uh, there's a double header between Cleveland and Detroit today. That will go one o'clock, four o'clock. A bunch of games start at four o'clock, and then it goes all the way through through the evening. Our first game is at six forty, though, between the San Francisco Giants and the Miami Marlins. I went ahead and took a play on the San Francisco Giants here. Uh, minus 109. That's available at uh, Barstool for one unit. And the reason I did this, rest of the market was like minus 115, even a couple minus 120s out there on the Giants. But um, when you look at the starting pitching for this, Alex Wood... I've got him ranked 76th, middle-of-the-road guy. His numbers are middle-of-the-road this year, and that's all I really care to say about him. His numbers are yeah, maybe ever so slightly down a bit in the early going this year, but you know he's an okay pitcher. Edward, Edward Cabrera, on the other hand, pretty darn good numbers, right? Like, numbers look pretty good. Fastball velocity is incredible hard hit percentage 81st percentile really really good stuff 
He's let up two earned runs in all three of his starts. Um, the walks are coming back down in the first two outings. He walked uh, six guys in four innings and then seven guys in two and two-thirds. Crazy. Crazy. A couple of strikeouts to go along with each uh, outing. But he's 0-1, he's and he always lets up runs. He doesn't go that long into games. So while some of the advanced stats are good, I still think he's working out the the kinks of pitching, starting pitching in the MLB. Uh, so give me Alex Wood and the Giants. The other wrinkle here is the Giants hit lefties really, really well. I have them ranked ninth in baseball, um, and that is only going to help kind of rattle Edward Cabrera and get him out of the game. Um, so give me the Giants... Alex Wood. Second game, also at 640, the Cincinnati Reds plus 108. I feel like we've been gravitating towards the same handful of teams. Uh, Cincinnati Reds plus 108. That was available at Barstool as well. Bet Rivers, Barstool. Plus 108 on the Reds. We've got Nicola Dolo on the mound. He's becoming one of my favorite pitchers. Really, really cool what he does. He's incredible. And this is actually the probably the game of the night to watch, in my opinion, because you got Nicola Dodo on one side, who we've talked about before. And the other side of the mound, you have Taj Bradley, who's actually the number one prospect for the Tampa Bay Rays, drafted in 2018 in the fifth round. Um, 22 years old. He's making his second start of his career, but of the season. His first time out, which was last week, five innings pitched, three hits, uh, five hits, three runs, one walk, and eight strikeouts. He had eight strikeouts in five innings and gave up three earned runs. Insane. You look at some of his other numbers, he was getting hard hit all over the place. I know it's one start. It's not much to go on, but he was getting crushed. If he didn't strike the guy out, he was getting hammered, um, which is a little bit worrying. And really, this is this is nothing against him and his skill level at all. Taj Bradley, I think he's going to be incredible. Well, he might be incredible. I, you know, we'll see. But there's something to be said for rookies, top prospects that come into the league, come into uh, the MLB, get called up, make their first start. Like there's kind of, it's hard. It's hard. And I'm just not convinced that Taj Bradley is going to put on the, the Jets here on start number two. Nick Lodolo has been through a little bit of that. Um, and so to get Nicola Dolo as a dog, well, I mean, he's been a dog before, but to get him as a dog in this particular scenario, I feel like was a good bet. Taj Bradley could easily give up a couple of early runs and this game could get away from the Rays uh, while they still give Taj Bradley time to develop and learn and all that sort of thing. So, 
Reds plus 108. I would have liked it a little bit higher, but um, I had this price plus 100 with the unknown of Taj Bradley factored in. The final game I have here is another small favorite. It's actually going to be the Texas Rangers. Plus, I'm sorry, minus 120. Laying a dollar twenty. Texas Rangers, Nathan Eovaldi against Brad Keller. This is probably my favorite bet of the night, if you ask me. Nathan Eovaldi, I have him ranked 44th. Brad Keller ranked 160th. So not really in the same conversation here. Both these pitchers are right-handed. Nathan Eovaldi and Brad Keller. The Rangers are 21st against righties. The Royals are 28th against righties. Bullpens. Rangers are a bit worse, but uh, the bullpen number really takes some time to to have some substance because... It's weighted into 22 pretty heavily, and teams change, and yada, yada. So it takes a little bit of time. I don't look at the relief bullpen stuff too, too much, although it, it is meaningful. So Nathan Eovaldi and the Rangers, minus 120. Really, this is a pitching pitching matchup discrepancy that we're looking to, to attack here. Nathan Eovaldi... Very good first uh, three starts. He's one and two, however, so people that just look at his win-loss record, you know, might think he's doing really poorly. A little over 15 innings started. He's allowed six, eight, 11 earned runs. Just not really great, to be honest. Only one home run in his last start against the Royals. Uh, seven strikeouts. So he pitched against the Royals last week. Gave up 10 hits, six earned runs, a home run, struck out seven. It's not going to happen again. Doesn't really matter. You know, one game against each other doesn't really matter. You'll probably hear that a lot today if you're. In the betting baseball space, you'll probably hear, oh, Nathan Eovaldi, last time out, he faced the Royals, and, you know, 10, or, 10 hits and 6 earned runs, and gave up a home run, looked really poor. And, um, you know, yeah, that might be true, but it has no weight on what he's going to do today. So just keep that in mind. Um 74th percentile strikeout rate, 73rd percentile chase rate, hard hit percentage, 11, uh, 11th percentile, which is pretty poor, but it's so early that doesn't really get regulated for a little bit yet. Um, but otherwise, numbers look good. Brad Keller, on the other hand, not really that good. 27-year-old going for the Kansas City Royals, 23rd percent hard hit rate, 54th percentile strikeout rate, expected batting average, actually pretty low, uh, which you do like to see for him. Two, let's see, 
three fifty five. That's one of the better. No, that's not right. That's not right. And now it froze. So I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was good. Let's see, is it back? There we go. Two sixty two. No. Oh my god. Two oh four. Two oh four. That's his expected batting average so far this year. Um. But either way, the numbers don't look quite as good. I like Nathan Eovaldi. I've got him ranked relatively well. And we're going to go ahead and trust that Nathan Eovaldi can get it done. Minus 120. That's available at uh, a couple of places. I took it at BetMGM. But it's available at a, a few places if you shop around. And that's going to do it for us. Here today. I appreciate everyone very much for listening. Again, on Twitter at SteadyPicks underscore Tom. Best place to find anything I'm up to and what, what I'm posting. But best of luck today with baseball. Any questions about the golf model? Let me know. And tomorrow we'll be back. We'll do a little NASCAR tomorrow, our preliminary running of NASCAR, and we'll go from there. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.